again, Kieran Howells here, Head of Content at HR Grapevine and your podcast host for today. I am joined today by Joe Ryle. He is the director of the Four Day Week campaign and it's obviously a topic that you've probably heard a lot about at the moment as different companies and organisations trial a four day week. But it's also quite divisive. So it seems like a perfect time to be delving into a conversation about the four day week campaign. So I'm Joe Rowe, I'm director of the four day week campaign. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for being with us today, Joe. First question for you then. Can you give us a bit of a state of play for where we are with the four day week? Yeah, so since the COVID pandemic, the whole world of work has been completely transformed, completely upended. And in many ways, you know, people have had their eyes open to the fact that we can work very differently. And and there is a kind of sense that the world of work is being reimagined right now. The main way in which we saw that take place was the the kind of huge move to, to hybrid working, which actually... I believe has opened the door to, to to new ideas like a four day working week and fundamentally there's a there's a feeling that you know work is dominating and has dominated people's lives for too long in this country and that the time now is 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 to move towards something that has a better balance um, and that's where you know the four day working week come, comes in which is all about giving people a better work life balance and what we've seen is, is since the so we ran the, the biggest ever trial of a four day working week in the world so far, and that involved 61 companies, nearly 3,000 workers. The results, which were widely publicised in the news in, in February, you know, showed that almost every single company that took part on that pilot decides to continue with the four day week at the end of it. So really, really fantastic results. And, you know, to explain those results, just, just in, in, in a short summary, essentially, the results showed that the four day week with no loss of pay for workers was a win win. For both workers and employers um, mm-hmm. in terms of productivity improvements also benefits to workers well-being so since then we you know we've, we've been trying to ensure that a much more wider rollout of the four-day week happens across the private sector that you know that is moving at a pace it's hard to tell how quickly that is moving these are, these are changes that are being impacted at lots of different businesses and organizations across the country um but you know encouraging signs a, a wide variety of businesses across the across the economy that are interested in this and pursuing this um and then on the public sector side we've also seen this year the first ever four-day week council trial which again has been very successful really similar results to, to in the private sector and we may get onto this in more detail in terms of what's been going on with that council, but we, we were starting to see more and more interest from local councils. And we know of at least eight or nine councils now that are considering launching their own trials. So it really, you know, it really is starting to to ripple across the economy. So, yeah, we will definitely get into that a bit later. But first, I'd love to know why the four day week? We've talked a lot, well, in general, in HR, we've talked a lot about working structures and flexible working and all these different elements. But why is the four day week specifically, do you think, the right structure going forwards? I mean, essentially, we need to be reducing working hours. That's the that's the key thing. That the hours that we're putting in are too long. That's causing immense problems such as burnout, stress, overwork. You know, we know that 18 million working days are lost every year to, to work-related stress, depression, anxiety. We're working too much and that's 
a a problem for our well-being and our health but b a problem for the economy you know it's not producing good results we work some of the longest hours in the world uh, while also having one of the least productive economies so you know, all these long working hours we're doing aren't producing good results and so fundamentally we need to be reducing working hours and you know that there has historically been a link between greater productivity and reduced working hours you know we, we, we it tended to be the case over time that as productivity improves workers get you know more more free time more leisure time now that 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 relationship seems to have been broken since about the 1980s we've seen huge productivity gains since the 1980s in terms of new technology you know computers smartphones all the rest of it um but actually we're still working roughly around the same hours as we were in the 1980s so to, to where mm -hmm. all these benefits seem to have gone is largely to the kind of profits of companies not really to the benefit of workers and so we think that you know there, there is a, a change which is long overdue people are overdue getting more time back a shorter working week and that you know the most obvious and natural way to do that is to recognize there was a hundred years ago that we moved from a six-day week to five-day working week and therefore the next logical step for most people is to move to a four-day working week um, and you know as the results have shown so far you know that is entirely possible you know it doesn't it doesn't hasn't it you know in most cases has been a real positive for the company and the organization they're actually performing better so you know there is a strong case that, that now is the time to to seriously be thinking about four day work week you know we're long overdue an update mm -hmm. yeah i mean that makes a, a lot of sense because it does make me think about all of the technological advancements that have taken place even within the last 10 years all of the productivity tools we have all of the updates to ai and automation which we now know can really save people a lot of time in the more administrative um less kind of human thinky roles that they have so I guess it, it makes perfect sense that actually some of that time should be clawed back for the well-being of workers. Why not? I mean, we're feeling quite confident at the moment that actually, you know, yeah, if you if you think about uh, particularly artificial intelligence, you know, you think about what that's going to do to the workplace. And, you know, let's be honest, is going to reduce the amount of work and jobs there are available. And in that sense, you know, a shorter working week is inevitable anyway. You know, the best way of, of sharing a diminishing amount of work across the economy is a shorter working week. So we, mm -hmm. we do think this is the direction of travel. You know, it, it's unavoidable that a shorter working week is going to be the future of work. But I guess our, our, our main argument is like, let's embrace that now. You know, let's embrace those benefits so we can, you know, ultimately all, all live the good life. Mm -hmm. The four day week is about living happier, more fulfilled lives. You know, it's not a it's not an anti work movement. It's it's about recognizing that actually just the balance isn't right. You know, we, we spend too much time at work and we're not productive over a 40 hour working week. There's so many of those hours that, that are wasted. And we know from the companies we work with that, it, you know, every single company we've worked with, there tends to be at least 20 percent of the work that the people are doing in their in their working week doesn't really contribute to kind of the overall goals or aims of an organization so you know it, it really does need need rethinking mm -hmm. and so this idea as well four-day working week we've heard that companies like Unilever have trialed this in places we've heard countries trialing it obviously as you noted a a council is now trying this out is it the case that actually implementing a four-day week is realistic for all organizations all workers or is it that you only see it realistically as viable for certain sectors and functions 
We think in the long term, um, absolutely, this could be rolled out across the economy. I mean, the, the, the think tank autonomy did put out a report, which is some quite clever economic modelling and did, you know, did look at this. And it did. The data did show, you know, that for the vast majority of companies across the UK economy, they could implement a four day week with no loss of pay and remain profitable. Now, of course, you know, there's going to be challenges and, and different kind of opera, operational obstacles will overcome depending on the sector. It may be that in some sectors, you know, it's, it's a kind of shorter working week on the way to a four day week. But 100 years ago, all the same points are being made, you know, all the, all the same arguments against are being made in terms of moving down to a five day working week and the weekend that we enjoy, still enjoy today. You know, all the same points about it. the economy is, will suffer, you know, workers won't be able to get the work done. It just that just didn't materialise. And mm-hmm. as we've seen now, there's been there's so many trials, numerous pilots and evidence showing that four day week is a win win. It, it, it just there's only there's only so many trials you can keep doing you just you do get to the point where you need to start thinking about a broader broader rollout but you know we need to be absolutely clear that it won't we, we won't get to a four-day work week for everyone without some kind of high level coordination that's got to be that's got to come from government in coordination with business leaders trade union leaders you know to make a four-day work week a reality for everyone Mm-hmm. And obviously, there have been really positive results so far, almost universally positive from what I can tell. Can you tell us about some of the key findings from the trials that have happened so far? Yeah, so if you take the UK pilot, I mean, I guess we'll fl- kind of take it in terms of two sides. I mean, on, on the one side, uh, you know, the impact on the worker is, is just just phenomenal, to be honest, to be honest. Um, 71% reduction in burnout. People reporting they're kind of sleeping better. Life satisfaction has gone up, which for me is a crucial one. You know, it's ultimately about living happier, more fulfilled lives. People's life satisfaction gone up, you know, quite significantly. And also workers reporting the ability to, to manage responsibilities both in and outside of work much better, whether that's caring responsibilities, childcare responsibilities, managing the kind of life admin people often talk about when they move to a four-day week is, is much easier. And mm-hmm. um, so, so real, real benefits and also people enjoying basically what then happens is you then those benefits are then passed back to your employer and, and back to the workplace in terms of better motivation. And as a result, you know, the, on the company business side, we've seen we've seen revenues broadly maintained or increased um, to profits increased um, companies making more money. Um, we've seen reduction in the number of sick days by 65 percent and the other crucial really crucial one for the moment you know right now which is a real hot topic is, is job retention rates really improved I think it was a 57 percent improvement in job retention to the ability to hold on to, to your staff members just because you know the four-day week is so popular um you know and that's that's really crucial in today's job market so there's lots and lots of benefits for both worker and and, and, and employees which I'd really recommend people look into and, and really follow the evidence on this Mm-hmm. And we're talking about trials. Obviously, there have been loads of trials. It seems like it's it's one of the kind of the, the buzzwords at the moment, four day week trial. Why do you think, given all of the hugely positive results that have been found from many different trials, people are so hesitant to kind of just give it a full go and, and instead kind of really tentatively dip their toe in? Is it just that it's such a fundamental change that businesses are kind of worried about it you know I think partly I think you know it is yeah you know we would recognize it is a big shift in the way that the way that we work that in in some cases depending on the size of your organization you know it can take a 
a fair amount of work to implement. It's going to take some consultation with staff. It's going to you're going to have to think about things like tweaking contracts, how part time workers are impacted. You know, there are there are things to think about. It's not like easily straightforward in every single case. There are things to think about. But you know, when when companies have there's always a, there's always a leap of faith element in this. You know, and when companies mm-hmm. have taken that leap of faith, you know, they really have been rewarded. But there is that element to it. I mean, I think there's also a, cult- a cultural shift, you know, which hasn't fully taken place yet. And, you know, that that is around the domination of work in our lives. For us, I think we have to be asking the question, you know, why why is working all the time seen as a badge of honour in this country? And, you know, until mm-hmm. that changes, until that cultural shift changes, there is always going to be quite a bit of resistance. But it's so ingrained in our in our existence to work five days a week. You know, even if you think, you know, you, you go to school as a kid and it's five days a week, you know, everything's five days a week. and it, that that shift is going to take a take a while to change. I, I, do, I do think we're at the beginning of that that changing, but you know we've probably got a way to go. Yeah, I mean you're so right that it is incredibly deep ingrained, and in fact that has direct correlation with the spiraling burnout problem in this country. The data shows that even though probably awareness is more heightened than it's ever been around employee well-being more and more and more and more people are just burning out in their roles and it does seem to be something that's so deeply rooted so do you think that this is the the kind of the chain breaker in this scenario you you already mentioned kind of burnout there before and it seemed like this has yielded hugely positive results for that yeah i mean i hope it is a real eye opener it's a it's no way to live it's also no way to run an economy you know having workers mm-hmm. burnt out and if that culture is set from above, which it often is, you know, it's often often set from kind of bosses and, like, and kind of managerial level, you know, and then and then the kind of the rest of the workforce is trying to live up to that. That that culture of burnout can be really really toxic. It's no way to run your organisation. It's no way to run a fit organisation. You, know, you want your you need your staff to be happy and healthy for them to perform to perform well in their job and to want to be motivated to to perform in their role. So. It's got to change. Um, you know, I don't think people talk about burnout enough. I, I do think people talk about it more than more than they ever have done. So I do think that's mm-hmm. an improvement. Um, but yeah, something's got to shift. You know, the, the data is really, really, really clear. You look at all of our European neighbours. You know, they're working significantly less hours, particularly you know if you think about full time staff. Um, and they've also got more productive economy. And it's just it's just a much better lifestyle all around. We've been talking about this trial quite a bit and we have to talk about the fact that there has been some very well documented, as in making front page headline, opposition to this this council trial. It, it seems to have really ruffled some feathers and some of the you know phrases that have come out there is like not value for money for the public and all this kind of thing. Why do you think that certain groups of people really have a, a very strong reaction to the prospect of a four-day week? I mean, I think it's just the, some some members of the Conservative Party, to be honest. I don't think it's very, I don't think that opposition is very widespread. I think, it, mm-hmm. you know, there, there is, there are some members of the Conservative Party who I would say are very stuck in the past on this issue, you know, the likes of, of Jacob Rees-Mogg, Michael Gove, because um, the irony in all this, you know, this first ever, let's be clear what we're talking about, this first ever council trial, you know, is that They've actually the trial has already saved taxpayers hundreds of thousands of pounds. So this kind of argument they're making around value for taxpayers just doesn't stand up to scrutiny. Mm-hmm. And you know we do think it's a really shocking attempt to to end what has been a really successful trial so far. Yeah, and, and even you know that there, there is a hypocrisy in these statements from some of these government ministers, and that they're kind of welcoming 
the benefits that we've seen in the private sector on a four-day working week but saying oh but we can't we can't have that in the public sector and you know we, we would strongly disagree with that you know I, I think it's right and fair to see if the benefits that we have seen to productivity and well-being can be applied in the public sector as well um particularly when the first three months of this trial has been so successful and the, their, their plan now is to expand the trial by a year but you know I, I just do think I don't think that's a conservative party across the board I think there are there are many people in the conservative party who would say you know actually the, the people blocking this trial are very outdated on this you know there, there isn't there is an element and a wing of the conservative party that are already up for embracing more flexible working and ideas like a four-day week you know I think the government are bringing a new new bill forward on flexible working at the moment so I, 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 I wouldn't take what the conservatives have, you know the actions of, of the conservative party in the last couple of weeks as as a symbol of where the countries are i think it you know mm -hmm. it's it's uh you know, that the four-day week is is very popular across the board if you look at look at all the polling consistently shows that but that opposition is coming from at least as you say maybe a small demographic of mps but and mps nonetheless people who create legislation in this country how can we go about convincing people who are at the moment quite staunchly against it? Because we really need everyone on board if this is going to work, don't we? Mm. I mean, again, it's followed the evidence, you know, it's the, the council have trialled it for, for, for three months, nine out of 16 areas, performance areas that they monitor have seen substantial improvement, not a single area of performance fell to a concerning level it's been really over and, and the kind of benefit to, to, to the workers at, at the council has been huge so follow the evidence on this um the, the benefits seem very similar to as we've seen in the private sector and and mirror benefits we've seen in other big government-led public sector trials across the world so you know i i, I just I, it seems very clear to me anyway that this, this kind of nine to five five day working week model is very outdated you know it's no longer fit for purpose i think a lot of people would agree with that you know it that nine to five, five day working week was invented 100 years ago for, for a kind of agricultural industrial economy we had at the time. And if, mm -hmm. if, if, there's, if there's members of parliament that are still wedded to that, you know, I'd suggest it, it's them that are stuck in the past and it's them that, that are resisting this kind of move towards a future of work, which many, many people want to see. So, you know, there's a bit of a battle on our kind of battle of ideas on our hands here, but, you know, we're really up for it and, you know, we're pushing back as much as possible. The, the, the great thing in all of this is that um since the government have intervened you know in attempting to stop this trial we've actually seen another eight councils get in touch to say they're interested in, in considering a trial so it seems to backfire in that sense mm -hmm, mm -hmm. controversy uh, definitely raises a profile doesn't it i think yeah, yeah. um so what's next then what's next for you what's next for the four-day week campaign what do you see coming up in the near future yeah so we've got a number of initiatives underway at the moment we're we've been running this this kind of rollout program for companies in the private sector that are interested in in trialing or moving to a four-day working week we have our next program beginning in september and we're signing up companies at the moment so i'd really recommend people checking that out on our website um and that's a kind of push a much wider rollout across the private sector um we also have an election coming up next year in this country um so you know we're we've developed a mini manifesto which is you know what we see as the kind of five key policies for for starting to move you know society and the, in the economy more more widely to a four-day working week so we're going to be seeking as much kind of endorsement for that manifesto as we can do from all of the main political parties in the run-up to that next election we're also building out our organizing work so you know we know that we can't rely on on bosses and managers to hand this this benefit down to workers in all cases and there is going to have to be some bottom-up approach to this so we are 
working with or you know more much more workers than we have been in the past in terms of organizing them with you know to, to kind of get organized demand a four-day week from their bosses you know make the case in a really strong and coherent way um, so that's our kind of three main elements of our, of our work at the moment and and also kind of having lots of conversation with the trade unions as well to see if we can get them doing a lot more on this fantastic and finally my last question for you if someone's listening to this podcast and they're pretty convinced by what they've heard it sounds interesting they're interested in kind of taking that first step maybe or they're looking to try and convince their leadership to at least look into it and start that conversation what do you what do you say to them what's your recommendation for those people I'd say you know look it's a tried and tested success now you know you're you're in a lucky position where hundreds and hundreds of companies all across the world and, and some of these are big you know as you were saying Unilever in New Zealand Australia Microsoft in Japan you know They've done that initial, you know, they have taken that risk in doing this and they've seen the, the the benefits which have been myriad, you know, across the board. We've spoken about them a lot already. It is a tried and tested success. It's a model which, you know, in many ways is going to be inevitable anyway. If you think about the future of work and automation, AI, you know, if you want to, the strongest argument for this, you know, is if you want to be competitive in your field, you know, embrace this now rather than waiting because you're going to, there is a danger of getting left behind, I think, on this. Um, embrace it now while you can really, you know, gain those benefits in terms of, you know, job retention, job recruitment. Um, and, and, and you know, what's the worst that can happen? Give it a go for three months or six months. You can always go back to the five day week if it doesn't work out. Um, give it a go, see what happens. And I, and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Well, thank you so much, Joe. It's been a fantastic conversation. I really, really appreciated your time here. And uh, we really look forward to seeing what happens next for the four day week campaign. Great. Thanks for having me. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much to Joe Rahl for being my podcast guest for today. It was a pleasure speaking to Joe, and hopefully this has given you something to think about when it comes to the four-day week. We will be back next week with another edition of the HR Grapevine podcast, and until then, thanks very much for listening. Listening.